you probably did pretty well, and they probably weren't money sucks. You probably even made money on some of those deals. Let me, let me. Oh, I, I, I make money on all of them. The, on uh, all of them. Yeah. Wow. Money sucks. That's what you're listening to. I'm your host, Eric Hudzik, and I am with my friend Osho, and we are thinking spring. The weather's getting really nice. Here where I live, it's only 105 right now, but we're thinking we're thinking it's going to get warmer, so we're okay. And, of course, I think the weather over there where you are isn't bad either. Isn't, isn't it getting green and nice over there? Yeah, we're, the grass is really growing. We've had rain three or four days out of the week. The temperature right now is about 89 degrees. It, we went all the way from a spring that was cold and wet to a spring that's hot and wet. The grass is growing like crazy. I, I hardly got it cut down. My tractor got stuck in the mud a couple times. We're having a really wet, hot spring. Oh, wow. I, I didn't think about stuff like that, but that does happen because you, you have like that water going all over the place and it pools because it's not quite even where you are, right? It's a little bit of a – you have a slope. You have a slope on your property, right? We have a slope going down, and it goes into what they call a waterway, where the water could drain down to a creek we have about a half a mile away. And the farmers make these uh, waterways because if they don't have the waterway, uh, all their land would be flooded all the time. And we also have tile underneath the ground that helps to take the water away, but it's just way too wet. This is our wettest May in history. Oh, my goodness. Well, let's talk about fun stuff. So me and you are both car guys. I love my cars. You love your cars. You had a cool side hustle for a while where you got to drive uh, all these different cars. Remember that? That was awesome. You would tell me about cars, and you could put them in uh, race mode and all these different settings, and it was just an amazing side hustle. You made money, and you drove cars. That's kind of fun. But let's talk about our cars that we've had. And I want to start with mine. I have a classic Porsche that I just uh, really enjoy. I've had it for a number of years. Saw it on the street, and I saw it in movies. Uh, it was in Risky Business. Uh, <laughs> there was a famous line that says, Porsche, there is no substitute. So I was a kid, saw that, and of course, you know, you think Porsche when you're you're growing up. You're, you, you know, in your, what do they call formidable years, you're like, hmm, I like that. And then, of course, my um, uncle... Uh, distant uncle, he uh, sold his company. And when he sold his company, the car he bought was a Porsche. And he gave me a ride in it. And I just, you know, fell in love with that car ever since. So I saw this Porsche. It was a used Porsche on the street and just loved the way it looked. Um, and, and right then and there, I bought bought it, bought it cash because uh, that's the best way to go um, if you can. Uh, when you're buying it from a person off the street or anyway, you know, usually that's the way to go. Although there are there are little things you could do, like if you get a car and you get on a, um, a loan from the car company, you can always say, yeah, I'll take that. And then they give you like a bonus, like, oh, $1,500 cash back. And then you might do a month and then pay the car off. And then you got that $1,500 just because you know mm-hmm. yeah you know all about that um so i love the car it's easy to maintain uh there's been a few major things that i had to do but um otherwise oil and it drives beautiful and it's one of those cars where even people with money you know can't really find them because you know if you get a beautiful tesla that's a beautiful car 
where I am, I see them all over the place, so it's not special. Where my car is special, you don't see them that often, and I get stopped on the street all the time saying, oh, you know, that's the cool car, what's the year, blah, blah, blah. And it's just a good time to have, and it's just a fun ride. It's got a sunroof, it's got stick shift, which is going away. Maybe it'll be a car that'll be one of those rare ones that'll go, this is a stick shift. Ooh, what's that? You know, <laughs> so it's a lot of fun. Now, you, on cars, I got to talk to you. You also were a car guy. Now, we talked about the MG when you were a realtor. What other cars have you had? Well, before we get into that, Eric, I'd like to tell you something that'll probably get you a little bit jealous. Uh-oh. One summer, I hitchhiked out to Sun Valley, Idaho. And I stayed the summer there as a worker. I worked in a bicycle shop uh, renting out bicycles. It was really a great experience with all the people that were out there. But the main thing was they had a Porsche convention, a national Porsche convention. And there were hundreds of Porsches out there. They were driving around constantly all the time. All you heard was going through the gears, doing this, doing that. Some of the cars were so beautiful. They would even polish the inside of the tailpipe to make their cars outstanding in the car show. It was really great. And then the people in their in their uniforms, their jumpsuits, their numbers on the car. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like racers. You yes. Would, yeah, you, you would have really loved that. Really, really loved it. And then another time, these weren't Porsches. We were driving to Los Angeles, Vegas, and they were having a car convention in Vegas. And these cars were passing us up. They were speeding, trying to... Who could win that goes the fastest to Vegas? There must have been a hundred cars passes up on the road. And they even had a helicopter looking out for police cars so that they could go and speed. It was really, really great. Oh, you're right. I am jealous. Wow. Yes. They oh. were great. But getting back, did you mention the MG? I, well, we did before. So I know you've had other – you've had a, a bunch of cars. So let's go to something else. Oh, okay. Well, my very first car was a 34 Pontiac. It was a straight eight. It was just fantastic. I loved it. Uh, it. It was it was a stick shift, of course, and the engine would idle so slow that you could watch one of the blades of the fan turn around as it go around. It was a smooth running car. It was great. And then I traded that one in. Actually, I didn't trade it in. I sold it, and my grandfather died, and my uncle had a Cadillac, and my uncle gave me the Cadillac, and he took my grandfather's Buick. So my second car, when I was a junior in high school, I was driving around in a Cadillac. That was really special. The only person in the whole school at that time that had a Cadillac. And then I went to many different cars. Uh, one of the nicest cars was the MG. I bought it for $1,200, and I sold it for 10000 because it became a classic like you're talking about your Porsche. It was fun to drive. It, it just stopped people every place. I painted it three different times. I had it about 20 years. It went from uh, black to red to silver, and then I sold it when it was silver. And when <laughs> so I you, sold it, go so ahead, what? I was going to say, so you kind of had three different cars because when they're different colors, it <laughs> kind of looks like, you know, it seems like a different car. That's cool. Yeah. It, well, uh, I've I painted quite a few cars, and every time I paint, when I paint it a different color, because like you're saying, a different color is a different car. If you paint it the same color, you just have a car that's shinier. You might as well change the, the whole personality of the car and your personality at the same time. Oh, I agree. Yes, so true. I went to another neat car, a Triumph, TR4 IRS. The IRS was individual rear suspension. That was a fun car. It was a four-cylinder, had wire wheels. Uh, I, I 
put the muffler so I had dual exhaust on it. That was probably the funnest car I had because I could race it around. It was really street worthy where it would stick to the street when you make sharp turns. Good gas mileage, a crowd pleaser, white top, convertible, just really, really neat. And then I got another really neat car from you. What car was that? The silver one? That was a oh, Geo, Geo Storm. The Storm. I love that Storm. Four, four speed on the floor. As soon as I got it, I put in a sunroof. And that, that just made the car. It was special. I really, really loved that car. And I traded that car for a, I think, a Lee Baron convertible, if I remember right. That was a good deal. That was a great car. And then I traded the Lee Baron convertible. We had a hearse for a while. Did you know about that? Oh, yeah, we talked about that. The purple hearse. That is unforgettable. That was great. And let me back up a little bit. So I'm guessing on all these cars, you probably did pretty well, and they probably weren't money sucks. You probably even made money on some of those deals. Let me. Let me. Oh, I, I, I made money on all of them. The, on all uh, of them. Had, wow. On all of them, right. I had a 50 Ford convertible. I paid 10000 for that and sold it for eighteen. I had a 56 Ford station wagon. I'm sort of making this up. I think I paid 900 for it, and I sold it for 3000 You You make money on all your cars. You, what you do is you polish them up, you clean them up, you do what you have to do to them. And when you buy the car, make sure it's a, it's a good car, like, like one that will sell easily, like your Porsche. And you, you will make money on the car. A car is not an investment. The, nat- the regular car is not an investment. When you see a car go off the showroom floor at $40,000 in 10 years or a little bit more, it's going to be down to junkyard price, three or $400, and you just lost $40,000. And uh, it's not its not an investment. It's a liability. People think it's an investment, but it's not. And, and now with the cars, with the televisions and the computers and the airbags, you hit another bump in the road, your airbags go off, you gotta you got to junk out the car. It's no good. You can't replace the airbags. So... Make good decisions when you get a car. You'll have fun with it, and you'll make money. That's awesome. So it's springtime. I want to talk about all the fun stuff. I want to talk about cars. I want to talk about motorcycles. I want to talk about aircraft. You have all three. You, I'm jealous. I am jealous of you. I am, I'm going to give you a, I'm going to give you an old boo because I can't put. Yeah, this is for you. That's right. That's right. Doggone it. I don't have a motorcycle. But anyway, I want to talk about your motorcycle, which is really cool. So I hear there's two there's two schools of thought on motorcycles. There's the Harley Davidson guy that, you know, has the big mufflers and he talks real low and he's a Harley guy. And then you've got these people that are touring people that go on vacation with these big bikes. And those are like the golf wings, the Hondas, and those are, those are expensive. The Harleys are expensive. You are smart. I love the look of your motorcycle, but you're in the middle. So you kind of probably got a great deal on it. So you have a Yamaha, correct? Uh, I have a Kawasaki. Kawasaki, now. sorry. Kawas- um, Kawasaki 900, right? I did have a Yamaha, but now I have a Kawasaki 900. Oh, maybe I missed that one. The one that I remember was beautiful. Tell me about it. Uh, which one is that? Uh, right now, the Kawasaki or the uh, Yamaha? Well, the Yamaha I've seen, and it was beautiful. You did a custom thing with it, and it, the the paint was beautiful. Because you were, that's right, you were a pinstriper, so you did that on your motorcycle, didn't you? Right, I did that on the motorcycle. I did that on the Kawasaki that I own now. In fact, I changed the Kawasaki from a two-wheel to a four-wheel. And when I went down for my license, 
the lady asked me, is your motorcycle a two-wheel or a three-wheel? And I said, it's a four-wheel. <laughs> and she looked at me, very strange look on her face, and she says, I have to go talk to my supervisor. And what it was <laughs> is that we had two wheels on three wheels. So we had the two wheels on each side, and we have four wheels on our motorcycle. And it just freaks people out when I say, I have a motorcycle with four wheels. It's really neat. That sounds amazing. Four wheels, so it didn't come. It didn't start out that way, right? It was a two-wheel motorcycle, correct? Right. What the story is is that a man came out here and he wanted me to teach him how to fly an aircraft, and so I taught him how to fly. And in the process of teaching him how to fly, he told me that he manufactures wheels for motorcycles that turns them into sort of like trikes. They're actually like a trike motorcycle, and they're very inexpensive. A regular motorcycle trike conversion kit cost about twelve to fifteen thousand. These trike kits cost about three thousand. And I thought that was a really neat thing. Well he liked the way I trained him and he liked our process out here, what we do. So he asked me if I wanted to be a dealer for him. I said, sure I'll be a dealer. Well I went ahead, I turned I bought the Kawasaki and I had the wheels put on and I became a dealer in the Midwest. So I'm riding my motorcycle for free because I'm selling these wheels to people. So I get a motorcycle that's paid for by other people, and I get to ride it all the time. Like the aircraft, when I was teaching him how to fly, he was paying for my flying there, too. And when you say it looks like a trike, it really does, because I, in your with your old bike, I tried to see that fourth wheel, and it's almost impossible. I mean, I was looking from side to side, and when you're standing, you can't see it at all. So it looks just like a trike. And the cool thing is you don't do anything mechanical to the actual original motorcycle, correct? Right, yeah. No, we don't do a thing to your motorcycle. We work around your saddlebags. It's a complete bolt-on kit. You can do it at home. Uh, I send kits all over the United States. The factory sends them all over the world. Uh, They've been doing the business now for about 20 years, and it's really great. They have all the patents on it. Uh, They're they're selling them at a very, very reasonable price for what you get. You can get uh, polished chrome wheels chrome spinner in the center, 12-inch wheels or 14-inch wheels. So you have a lot of options. The fenders are fiberglass. They last a long time. The kit is just great for the money. That is a beautiful thing. So you're saying you could spend $15,000, but you're at a fraction of that for only $3,000. That That's incredible. Right. Yeah. That, right. and, and it looks so good. I mean, your your motorcycle looks awesome. And I hear Sunshine rides in the back and loves it because you guys can be riding along and she can flip side to side, take pictures, and it doesn't matter because the bike is so stable. Yeah. What makes the bike so stable is that you have those wheels out there to make it like a trike and the triangle trike makes it stable and the wheels are wide enough to keep you from falling over you feel very secure when you're riding a motorcycle in fact i have a place out here where i show people how versatile it is i can drive from gravel to grass and take corners with one hand and it just stays stable we don't have to worry about falling over the wheels hold it up very very securely that's a beautiful thing all right we are talking about cars we're talking about motorcycles and last but not least you can fly. You don't have to make a lot of money. You can own your own personal aircraft, fly out of Osho's Field or wherever. It's just an amazing thing. Tell me about the aircraft that you owned. Well, it all started hmm, 26 years ago. Whoa, 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 whoa. Sorry. It was a while ago. 
started 26 years ago. Sunshine and I went to the Oshkosh Air Show. Her cousin was flying in the Oshkosh Air Show, so we thought we'd go and meet him. We were traveling around the United States and Canada in our RV, and we came down and we stopped there, and we saw these funny things flying around in the air. They sort of looked like parachutes, but they're aircraft. They're really, really neat. Well, I stopped at, uh, we were walking along, and this man said to me, hey, we're shooting a commercial for our aircraft. Would you like to sit in it and pretend like your customers? I said, sure, we'll sit in it. So we sat in the aircraft for the uh, shooting of the commercial, and the man said, we're giving rides after the air show. Would you like to go up for a ride? And I said, sure. So after the air show, we met him at a field. Uh, he took uh, Sunshine up first, and she came down, and she says, oh, show, we don't have to go for another ride. You don't have to go up. We're going to buy one. I said, Sunshine, are you sure? She said, yes, we're going to buy one right away. So that next day we bought one, and we've been flying ever since. In fact, I became a dealer for the company that we, we went for a ride in, and I've been selling them, making money, flying for free, having a great time, meeting people, seeing the world from a whole new perspective. It's like a miracle that happened in our lives. It, it is just great. It's 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 incredible to think of. So when I was working at the airport back in the day, a number of years ago, um, the the lowest cost airplane aircraft that you could get was uh, fifty thousand dollars. I mean, th- that's the lowest, and that is a tin can, two seater prop job, a Cessna. I don't even think it was a Cessna. Yeah, I think it was a Cessna. Anyway. So what do these aircraft cost? Like, what kind of price range are we talking about? Well, at the time, like I say, it was 26 years ago, brand new. We bought this aircraft for $10,000. So a, a complete aircraft w- with an engine. Oh, is, it, is it put together or do you have to put it together? Is it a kit? Well, they do covers kits, but ours was put all together. In fact, the ones that we sell now come all together or as a kit. And uh, it's easy to put together. It takes about 40 hours. Uh, anyone can do it. The only special tool that you need is a torque wrench. Otherwise, just regular household items or wrenches you know, can put it together. And people love to put it together because then they know their aircraft from the bottom up and every nut and bolt in it. And the cool thing about these aircraft, too, is the space they only take. So if I wanted to, I could put it in a trailer and then take it to my house and either put it in my garage or in my driveway on the side like people with boats. You can put an aircraft, couldn't you? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, we keep a couple in the, in the uh, in the aircraft. Oh, that is a beautiful thing. Man, spring is in the air. We're talking about cars, motorcycles, and and aircraft, and you can do it, and you could do it on the cheap. Cars, Osho takes them and makes money on them. He doesn't lose money; he makes money. Motorcycles, you can uh, get one at a reasonable price, I am sure. I, just out of curiosity, will you tell everybody how much you paid for that motorcycle? I'm curious. You know, that's funny. I don't know how much I pay for it, to be truthful, because I bought it. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. I want to hear this. Go ahead. This is nothing strange or nothing. Oh, I was I waiting for it. I thought for sure it was going to be something strange. Go ahead. I'm listening. No. I bought it from the manufacturer of the wheels. It was one of his show bikes. Oh, okay. Show. A showroom bike. I get you. Okay. Right. Yeah. And 
and we made a deal because I had a different motorcycle, and I traded him the different motorcycle for this one with the wheels already on it from the showroom. Oh, okay, I yeah. I know it was already put together, and I didn't have to worry about it. I did have a custom paint job put on it, and I pinstriped it like you were talking about, and it looks really, really neat. People come out, they see it, they say, wow, that really looks good. I like that. I'm going to get one. Yeah, you, you, don't, you don't go out with junk. Honest to God, everything you have is just beautiful. All right. So the aircraft. Now, you told me how much you paid originally. I, I understand that, but I know for a fact that you can get them even cheaper. What is the cheapest aircraft out there that you've seen or or once owned? Hmm. Well, there are some fixed-wing aircraft that if you put them together, you can get a really good kit for about eight or $9,000. The aircraft have gone up a whole lot since then, uh, and, and they are worth it because they come out with bigger more reliable engines and uh, they have a lot more fabric and different colors and things like that so so an aircraft is not cheap anymore (laughs) well but we're talking about the price of a used used car you can own an aircraft Mm -hmm. and oh uh, go ahead oh you're talking about used now oh yeah used i know you've had some deals go your way and i want to tell let everybody know that you get deals so what is the best deal that you've got on that type of aircraft what is the lowest thing that came your way that you can share i know you can't share everything go ahead (laughs) i can buy a very good airworthy aircraft or i have bought let's put it that way for about four thousand dollars and then sold it for twice that much for eight thousand but I buy them usually between four and eight thousand, and I can usually double my money uh, on the aircraft. And then on top of that, I can also teach the people how to fly, and then I get money for teaching them how to fly. And then I get to fly for nothing because I'm working with them up in the air. In fact, I have a new student that came out today, and he has a regular fixed wing aircraft, and he wants one of my aircraft, and so he's learning how to fly that. And we had a uh, lesson today, a flight lesson. It was great to uh-huh. get up in the air again. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Money Sucks. I'm your host, Eric Hudzik. I want to thank once again my good friend Osho for being on the line and telling us all his dirty little secrets. And I want to thank Terry Finnegan for this great music. This has been Money Sucks. Money Sucks.